Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Democrats have Congresswoman Ann Wagner in their sights. Wagner has represented Missouri's 2nd Congressional District since 2013. The district includes a broad swath of West and South St. Louis County, as well as some Jefferson and St. Charles County. And Democrats are putting money behind their theory that these voters can be flipped. They ran their first TV ad earlier this month, and a new poll shows Wagner in a dead heat with her opponent. That opponent is Democratic Senator, State Senator, Jill Shoup, and she joins us today. Senator Shoup, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. I am delighted to be here today. So, Senator, the Cook Political Report officially ranks this race now as a toss-up. I think it's safe to say you have a real chance to win here. Uh, But being in Congress these days, it, it frankly sounds like an awful job. What makes you even want this seat? Well, um, I appreciate the question. And yes, we're delighted about Cook Political and that they recognize this race as a toss-up. I'll tell you, the reason that I'm running is because I'm somebody who believes strongly in public service. And the person who's currently representing the district has not been representing the people of this community well. She continues to vote against health care access. She continues to vote against lowering the cost of prescription drugs. And as somebody who has worked in her public service roles to solve problems and to create solutions based on real people's needs, I couldn't sit this out. I couldn't sit on the sidelines and stand by while somebody is there who I don't believe is reaching out, listening to, or hearing from the people in this district. So I am running because I believe we need change, and I keep hearing from the people of the second district that they want change. So it's time to do that. Who do you think That's why I'm running? Who do you think Congresswoman Woman Wagner is listening to if if not the people of that district? Well, you know, she has taken millions of dollars in uh, money from big corporations, from big pharma, from uh, financial institutions, and it seems to me that she's been beholden to them. Hmm. So she, big pharma has given her money and she votes against lowering the cost of prescription drugs. Those kinds, uh, when, when special interests have her ear above the people that she's sent to represent, I think it's time to say, this is not what we're going to stand for in this community anymore. So Democrats made a lot of those same arguments uh, two years ago, came within four points of defeating her then. That was the closest anybody had come to, to claiming this seat. What's different this time around? Well, so yeah, and I will remind you that those four points when Court Van Ostrin ran, uh, Ann Wagner won with 51% of the vote. Mm. Uh, What's different is, you know what, it's it's a different situation. And I got into the race even before the pandemic. But what this pandemic has uncovered is the fact that people in the community, in the state, in the nation, understand the need for leadership and a plan to address COVID to address this pandemic that is hurting our ability to safely send kids back to schools, that is hurting our economy. They want somebody who is gonna step up and not walk in lockstep with the party, but is gonna work hard and reach across the aisle to find real solutions that will help move us forward. And those are some of the reasons that I think the timing ended up um, even more I don't know. I'd never want to associate the word serendipitous with what's going on now. But it's clear to me that this is a time when different 
representation is needed. We need a leader who is going to stand up and put the people of the community first. So you feel like you're in the right place at the right time right now. As, as you I said, do. you threw your hat in the ring before this, but this this feels like a moment where you feel like this is necessary. This feels like a moment. And with so many people from the community reaching out and saying, we want change, things need to be different. I mean, that's why this race has been upgraded to a toss up. That's why a recent poll shows me up three points. The voters are asking for something different. And we're going to give them a clear alternative to the person who's representing them now. Now, we do want to know, we have reached out uh, to Congresswoman Ann Wagner. We reached out to her Monday to see if she wanted to come on to the show. We did not invite her to come on today. This is not Crossfire. Uh, but we also, right. we do want to hear from her. Um, they did get back to us this morning to say that they might be interested. So we are looking forward to making that happen. We will have um, Ann Wagner here, and, and she can talk about her thoughts on all this. Uh, but today, we're happy that Senator Jill Shoup is here. And if you have a question for Jill Shoup, you can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Senator, when we told people this morning that we had you on, we heard from some of them on social media. We did hear Brian asked a question that is very related to this pandemic that we're in. And since you brought this up, I'm going to just charge right into his question. He asked, how do you feel about Biden's talk about further lockdowns and restrictions? And and how will that shape your campaign going forward? He believes the lockdown-induced economic devastation and school shutdowns are the main issue in Missouri's 2nd Congressional District. What would you say? Well, I think absolutely the pandemic has an overarching effect on everything going on in our nation and in the world. And we need to get our, we need to get this under control. So the way we do, there are different plans, but we need an, we absolutely need a plan of how to undermine and get rid of this epidemic so that people can go safely to schools, so that we can reopen the economy. This has been stretched out for far too long because of a lack of leadership. And we need to make sure we do what we can to shorten the time frame that this pandemic continues to grow. So we need a plan to do it. We need to put it into place because we need to reach that goal of getting to the other side so that our schools are safe, so that our kids, whether they're K-12 or college age, can go safely back to school, our teachers can teach, and our jobs can begin to grow again. Are you worried with talk of potentially some other lockdown or or shutdown this winter, which um, uh, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden has floated that idea now, that this could be something where I think while it would be popular with a number of Democrats, it might be something that could really upset swing voters, people who are worried most about the economy. Is that going to be a hard thing to, to fight against in the 2nd Congressional District? Well, none of these things is are e- none of these things are easy, but remember, the enemy here is the virus, and that's what we need to get under control. People want to venture out safely. People want to go back to work and to school safely. The way to do that is to fight the common enemy, which is the virus. Now, something else I wanted to ask you about today that's been relatively controversial. You recently voted for Senate Bill 1. This is the crime bill that came out of Governor Mike Parson's special session. One small part of this, it would require judges to consider certifying children as young as 14 as adults for certain weapon crimes. And that was really decried by a bunch of people who work in the juvenile system, as as well as many Democrats. What made you decide to ultimately support this bill? Well, you know, each bill has to be looked at for all of its individual components. But I will tell you, in particular, 
what we did was change the law that said 12-year-olds would be considered as adults. This was so his original proposal, was to say, let's, well, it was let's look at 12-year-olds. actually in current law. Mm. It's in current law. And so the reason, part of the reason I felt comfortable voting for this bill was because at least it moved us in the right direction. So it upped the number from 12-year-olds being considered as adults to 14-year-olds. It's not perfect. I wouldn't even say it's really good, but it's better than what current law said. And that's part of the reason I voted to support that particular bill. So this idea of sort of, um, you know, working to, to get a bill to be better, finding a bill that's the less bad bill and finding a way to vote for it. Do you think that's an important thing for somebody who's in a, a legislative body like you are? Well, absolutely. You know, there there is no perfect piece of legislation that I can imagine. If there was, it would be done. And we have some bills that do go through with unanimous support from both chambers, but they're not very often. I will tell you my job in my role as a senator, in my role as a House member, in all the ways that I've served, that I have been involved in public service, what I try to do is find common ground to find solutions to real problems that people face. And I've always represented districts that are competitive. So districts that have just as many Republicans as as they do Democrats. Mm -hmm. And it has been my job to serve everybody in those communities. So that means reaching out to people who who don't always agree with me and seeing where we can find the end goal, find the common ground, and seeing if we can find a pathway forward to get us there. So it's how I've always worked, and it's how I will continue to work to represent the people of the 2nd District in Congress. I think it's interesting. You've been in the Missouri Senate almost the exact same time that Ann Wagner has been in Congress. These are almost like these two parallel tracks here. What would you point to as your biggest impact in Jefferson City during that time? Well, actually, I'm very proud of the work that I've been able to do to pass substantive legislation in uh, Jefferson City. So currently, I just want to give your listeners the numbers. I'm one of eight Democrats in Missouri Senate that currently has 31 members, Mm. so a very small minority. And yet, even in that environment, I've been able to pass legislation uh, just this past year to make sure that people who are survivors of sexual assault or rape can go to any hospital and get a rape kit done, a forensic examination. Right now, you may not know this, but for every 1,000, 1,000 sexual assaults, 995 perpetrators go free. It's because for most hospitals, they don't provide rape kits. So survivors either end up going to a hospital two hours away or they go home and wash away the evidence. Mm. We want to catch these perpetrators, and the way we do that is by welcoming these survivors of sexual assault and providing them what they need, which is part of which is collection of the evidence to make sure that that perpetrator doesn't continue uh, to commit crimes. That's a piece of legislation I passed just this past year Hmm. in the Senate. But I'm also the person whose legislation to end surprise billing in emergency rooms was passed. You know, and and these are examples of bills that not only really matter to people, they actually, the ideas have come from people in the district through my outreach to them and their outreach to me. I've passed legislation around suicide prevention, including making sure our professionals in the mental health fields have training as a condition of their licensure on suicide prevention and awareness. So, um... My work in the legislature has been to work with people across the aisle. Every single bill I've passed has bipartisan support. 
I work hard, I listen to the people I represent, I take their ideas, I turn them into legislation when it's appropriate, and I work with people across the aisle to get those pieces of important legislation passed for the people I represent. Well, Senator Shoup, it's fair to say our phones are absolutely blowing up. I think every line is full right now. Um, and I've been so busy talking to you, I haven't let anybody else get a word in edgewise. So I'm going to go to the phone lines. Um, Chris is calling from Crestwood. Um, Chris, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Good morning, and thanks for your great show once again, uh, Sarah. I want to thank Jill so much for uh, running, because we really need an alternative to Anne Wagner. I have to say she has been such a disappointment as a representative for our part of the world. And I've heard almost nothing from her as our congresswoman um, through all the emergencies and difficulties we've had over the last two or three years and just recently got her one um, flyer in the mail and it's um, just so misleading. It is. It reads like a big pharma um, notion of how you would counteract the ACA um, with no actual information or real movement on anything that benefits and Chris, thank you so much for that. Um, it, it sounds like you're pretty frustrated with Ann Wagner. Uh, Senator Shoup, are you hearing that from lots of people in the district? I am, and I think that's why we're seeing those numbers reflected in polling. People are looking for change, and people are enthusiastic about the idea of change. So I really appreciate Chris calling in, and I'm hopeful what Chris will take away from this is I'm somebody who does not only want to meet with people in the community, But once we're safely past this contagion of the pandemic, I will go back to business as usual, which was hosting regular meetings with the people I represent in the community, open to all, to make sure that not only do you hear from me, but that I hear from you. Let's go back to the phone line. Susie is calling from Rock Hill. Um, Susie, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. What a pleasure. It's so nice to hear Jill's voice. I'm one of those people that begged her to run, but She felt like she had so much to do in Missouri, she wasn't going to do it, and I'm so glad she did. I'm particularly interested in having her be there because she is really a person that you can talk to, a person who affects change, even though, as she says, she's in the minority. I want to know, I know that her first priority is to get this COVID thing over with. Sure. And I'd be kind of interested in knowing what would her next priorities be when she gets to... uh, the Senate, which I hope she will. Well, Susie, thank you for that. Um, Senator Shoup, that sounds like a big fan you got there. What would be your next priority? Thank you, Susie. I appreciate it. So as soon as we are safely past this pandemic, we need to make sure that we get back to, I think job one for everyone is literally job one. It is helping jumpstart the economy again. It is seeing what new direction we can move forward to make sure that people who have lost their jobs are retrained if those jobs no longer exist, to make sure that we're supporting our small businesses, which are 95% of the jobs in our communities. Uh, We need to get the economy moving again. We need to get our kids back to school. Education, economic development, and healthcare are the three issues that I've worked the most diligently on throughout my tenure in the legislature. And those are the areas that I think need immediate attention when we, should I be elected to go to Congress. I will also tell you that a problem that may be a little hidden to people because the pandemic has been front and center, but we need to deal with the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. When we see what's going on around our country and around the world, 
that is impacting our ability to live. Oh, uh, Senator Shoup, are you still there? Oh, no. Uh, boy, she was sounded so good, and it sounds like her phone line just went dead. Um, unfortunately, I am not hearing Senator Shoup, and we want to thank her so much for joining us today. We were pretty close to being out of time, and I'm, I'm sorry to the callers that we won't get to, but you know what? We probably wouldn't have gotten to them anyway. So, Senator Shoup, we thank you for joining us. We have indeed extended an invitation to Congresswoman Ann Wagner, who Senator Shoup is running against. We hope to have her joining us in the next couple weeks. We'll keep you posted on that. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.